Hello, and welcome to Discipleship Moments with Reverend Katie Collins and our Wednesday night teachers, Jeff Schober and Carmen Schober, and little baby Vivian is with us too. She is four months old tomorrow. Yay! Yeah. Over the summer, we have been offering teaser discussions to help us prepare for our fall discipleship courses at First Presbyterian Church in Manhattan, Kansas. In these classes, we will consider the marks of discipleship. For instance, the mark we're considering today is about repentance. Disciples acknowledge their rebellion, accept responsibility for their sin, and repent. We begin with the first experience of shame and punishment in the Bible with Adam and Eve in the garden. So listen now for God's word for you. This is Genesis chapter 3, verses 6 through 19. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, It was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, What have you done? The serpent deceived me, she replied. That's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than all animals domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in pain you will give birth and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. And to the man he said, since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains. By the sweat of your brow will you have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made from dust, and to dust you will return. Here ends our reading. Treasure these words in your heart. So several of the lessons in our courses ask some of the same questions. And one question is, what does this passage tell us about God and humans? And I feel like it really does tell us a lot when we look specifically at that. So Carmen, Jeff, what do you feel like this passage tells us about God and humans? Yeah, that's always a very good question to ask. Um, I think that one thing that strikes me about this passage 
what it tells us about humans is that uh, humans are, it's easy for us to be convinced of things that aren't true. Um, in verse 6, when it says the woman was convinced, this is interesting because she's just spent previous chapters walking with God and talking with God, and yet she's convinced of something that ultimately isn't true and that's going to bring her harm. So that's something um, that I think we all know to be true of ourselves in a way that it's easy for us to either convince ourselves of things that are not true or we see others who are convinced of things that are not true. And Definitely. I think it tells us about God in that um, God wants humans to have the freedom to choose. He ultimately didn't have to allow the opportunity for humans to disobey in not, um, you know, not eating of the tree, but he wanted to give them that option because he, he values our freedom and our choice. And um, ultimately, even though he knew what we would choose, he still um, wanted us to go through that and um, ultimately, as the, the passage goes on, there are consequences, but at the same time, God also is a loving and forgiving God who you know, doesn't uh, make us live with those negative consequences forever. He ultimately made a way for us to be restored from those bad decisions. He never gives up on us. All right, so the next question we have is using this passage, what do you think sin looks and feels like? You know, I, I feel like, especially today, it's hard to figure out, you know, what is a sin and what is not a sin, what is right and what is wrong. And so when we look at this passage where they really only had one thing to do and they still get it wrong, but uh, you, you really see the effects and what happens and how it feels like uh, when they do this. And what it feels like is really just this strong separation from God. Before they acted against God, they were walking with God, they uh, really felt connected, and then suddenly there's this wall, this barrier between them. And uh, and what does it feel like? It, feel, it feels like shame, um, nakedness, that vulnerability. And, uh, and I think that when we look at it that way, it's easier for us to define when something's wrong in our life and what is a sin. If something makes us feel this shame and makes us feel separated from God, well, then sin's kind of tangled up with it somehow. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely um, the question being what does sin look like? It seems that sin, like Katie said, is really connected to vulnerability um, because Adam and Eve don't really seem to feel shame until they're naked and they're afraid. And so um, to me this kind of suggests that maybe sin looks like us being vulnerable to things that we were never meant to be vulnerable to, like suffering and hatred and jealousy and things like that. Before that we weren't vulnerable to those things. We were just vulnerable with God. Um, so I think sin definitely takes on the form of fearful vulnerability in this passage. So that leads us to our final question, which is, if sin affects our bodies, 
is it possible to feel forgiveness and redemption in our bodies as well? And I think it is possible. I mean, just like there are physical consequences of sin, I think there are physical benefits of forgiveness and redemption um, in that, you know, I think the thing that strikes me about the passage is once they sin, they immediately go to hiding, you know, and they're ashamed. And we all know how that feels like at some point. We know we did something wrong. We try to hide it and cover it up. But even if we cover it up, we're still left with that feeling that, you know, I wish um, I wish I didn't do that regret and shame. But then when, if we've ever had the opportunity to be forgiven, we've brought whatever it was out into the open and others saw what we did and there may have been consequences, but ultimately we were able to live at peace because um, we were no longer ashamed. And I think that's a feeling of a weight of shame and uh, regret being lifted when you are forgiven. Jeff, I think you really nailed it. You know, this passage is used so often to say this is what sin looks like. But there's also this picture of this is what confession looks like. This is what it looks like to to be forgiven, to say, okay, this is what I've done, and this this is what happened. Let it be out in the open. When I was thinking about uh, feeling it in this redemption, this forgiveness in our bodies, I was also thinking about um, some of the times that when my body's been in pain, whether in an injury um, or something has happened to my body, which I didn't quote feel was due to my sin, whether that's my denial or whatever, <laughs> but it's definitely that feeling of separation from God and causing that anger and those feelings that carry that sinful nature that, that in these emotions, we carry them in our bodies. And so at the same time, when we are able to find a new purpose for our body after an injury or um, after an illness, and uh, for me, the example comes to my mind with when um, some, an injury I had to, with my hand and I was no longer able to play the flute. When um, years later, I, I felt like I had experienced this redemption and then I can was using my hands for other things to serve God. And even as a pastor, I get to do these amazing things with my hand, like serving communion and, and baptizing. And, and even just when we're praying together, it's um, a feeling of new life. And I feel like we, you know, we can feel those things in our bodies. Um, we feel, those, feel that in our lives. And, uh, and that's what God gives us as a gift. Um, that, you know, we may not deserve it, and it doesn't exist without God, but with God we have this new life. So uh, this has been so much fun uh, talking with you all today. I can't wait for the classes now. There's so much more I feel like we could talk about and talk for a longer amount of time, yes. but we're going to stop here, and I hope this is a great teaser episode to then entice you to register for our classes this fall. So registration will continue through the middle of August. I think we set it for August 19th. So uh, you want to go ahead and register. There will be a link on this podcast and we'd love to have you. And Carmen, Jeff, thank you all so much. Vivian, thank you for <laughs> participating too. Her very first podcast. So uh, 
Thank you. And thank you to our listeners for joining us. And we'll hope to see you this fall in class. Yes.